Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. And this amazes me. <laughs> Look at this in verse 4. The king of Israel answered and said, My Lord, O king, according to thy saying, I am thine and all that I have. You know, I suspect that Benadad thought that this was a huge demand to take all of the silver, all the gold, his wives, his children, anything that he had. He thought that Ahab would probably never agree to this. And Ahab just said, man, I agree with you. Here, come get them. And you know, I don't know for sure, but I think a large part of this is Jezebel was such a wicked woman. I mean, to this day, Jezebel... Uh, you call a woman a Jezebel, it is a terrible insult. Jezebel was a wicked woman, and I personally believe that Ahab thought, man, this is awesome. Come and get her. I'll give her to you. I'll even give all of my silver and gold. As long as you take Jezebel, I'm all for it. Man, that's, that's amazing. And uh, so they responded to Benadad and told him this. And then in verse 5 it says, And the messengers came again and said, This speaketh Benadad, saying, Although I have sent unto thee, saying that thou deliver me thy silver and thy gold and thy wives and thy children, yet will I send my servants unto thee tomorrow about this time, and they shall search thine house and the houses of thy servants, and it shall be that whatsoever is pleasant in thine eyes, they shall put it in their hand and take it away. This is amazing. Benadad asked for his wives, his children, all of his silver and gold, but when he saw that that didn't really distress Ahab, that Ahab was willingly compliant with that, then he says, all right, I'll come and we'll take anything we want, anything that is pleasant in our eyes. We're just going to absolutely strip you of anything of value. Then look at Ahab's response in verse 7. The king of Israel called all of the elders of the land and said, Mark, I pray you, and see how this man seeketh mischief. That's amazing that he didn't get this message the first time Benadad gave this demand. But again, I believe that he was probably willing to get rid of Jezebel. He couldn't get rid of her on his own. And he thought, man, this is a great opportunity. I'll gladly go with this. So he says, See how this man seeketh mischief. For he sent unto me for my wives and for my children and for my silver and for my gold, and I denied him not. And all of the elders of the people said unto him, Hearken not unto him, nor consent. So anyway, just for time's sake, let me summarize the rest of this chapter. That uh, Ahab said, no, I'm not going to consent to this second demand. And the king was so mad. He was drinking with his 32 other kings who had, they, they had all of their armies together. There was just multitudes and multitudes of people. And he was drinking with them and he was pretty much drunk when he got this message that Ahab had refused to accept his conditions. And he got so mad that he commanded all the rest of these armies to go and just attack Samaria at that exact moment. But he gave them a command. He says, you don't, you don't fight with a single one. Don't kill a single person. You just take Ahab captive. I want him. He wanted to get this king and humiliate him and he gave specific orders that they couldn't kill any person except they had to capture Ahab. Apparently he thought that their numbers were so overwhelming that it wouldn't be a major deal 
And so he gave this command. So they went out with these commands, and on the king's orders, they wouldn't fight with anybody else. They only had 7,000 people in the army of Israel. 7,000 was it, the total number. And the other ones, he says, there will not be enough dirt in Israel to suffice for all of my soldiers to get a handful. That's just a graphic way of saying that there was probably millions of soldiers against 7,000, but because of this stupid command that he gave about you can't kill anybody, you just capture Ahab. When they went out and when the two armies met, well, then all of the Israelites, they fought and they were killing these Syrians and they wound up routing the Syrians because of this command. And I mean, all of the people fled. So when Benadad got back to Syria, all of his advisors told him, says, it's because their gods are the gods of the mountains and our gods are the gods of the plains. Let's go meet them on the plains and then we'll win. So he redid his army. He put back 32 kings and all of the soldiers and he came back and he attacked Israel again. And there was a prophet that came to him. And notice it wasn't Elijah because Elijah wasn't doing what God told him to do at this time. But God used another prophet. And this prophet came and said that because the Syrians have said the reason they lost the previous battle is because uh, their gods are the gods of the plains, but your gods are the gods of the mountains. And they said, now we're going to conquer them and they're going to give all of the credit to their demon gods. It says, because of this... I am going to give you deliverance. And so uh, Ahab went out and fought Benadad. And again, he was mightily overwhelmed, outnumbered. There was no reason he should have won, but God supernaturally routed the Syrians and they won. And I mean, it was a complete rout. And so Benadad, the king of Syria, had to disguise himself. He took off all of his kingly garments and he dressed it like a normal soldier. And the people around him says, we've heard that the kings of Israel are, are merciful people. Says, if you will ask for mercy, he'll probably grant it to you. So some of the people around him, they started saying that uh, we've heard that you might pardon Benadad. And he says, it, where is Benadad? He says, he's my brother. He says, reveal him to me and I will uh, restore him to his kingdom. And so they waited to see if he was sincere. And when they saw that he was sincere, well, then Benadad took off his disguise and he said, I'm Benadad. And Ahab had him enter into his chariot and had him uh, ride in a procession as if he was the winner. He had been totally routed. And yet he let him go. And Benadad says, I promise you, I'm going to restore all of the cities that my fathers have taken from the Israelis. And I'm going to do this. And he promised him all of this stuff. And Benadad, I mean, Ahab just let Benadad go and says, all right, I'll let you go and you fulfill your word. And of course, Benadad never did fulfill his word. And after he had let this man go, there was another prophet that came and he had a man smite him with a sword so that he was wounded. And then he came to Ahab and he says, your servant was in the battle and uh, they delivered to me a man who was, uh, you know, uh, singled out for death and told me to hold him until the battle was over. But as in the battle, I got wounded and he showed him his wound. And he says, and in the fight, this man got away from me. And now they're wanting to kill me 
because I let this person that was appointed unto death go. And Ahab said, out of your own mouth, I'm going to judge you. He says, this man was appointed to death, and since you let him go, then we have to kill you. And the prophet took off his disguise, and all of a sudden he recognized him as one of the prophets. And he says, this was a parable about you, king. Abinadad was singled out for death. And I delivered him into your hands so that you could kill him and destroy this threat to Israel. And you let him go. And because you let Benadad go, your life is going to go in his place. Now that's the story in 1 Kings chapter 20. But think of this. None of this stuff would have ever happened if Elijah would have done what God told him to do. First of all, Benadad wouldn't have been the king. And secondly, Ahab wouldn't have been the king. Jehu would have been the king. These things never would have happened. And when Benadad, even though this wasn't God's perfect will, God's perfect will is for Elijah to go and anoint Haziel to be king over Syria, and Haziel would have taken care of Benadad. But because Elijah didn't anoint Haziel, and Haziel didn't overthrow Benadad, therefore, God delivered Benadad into the hands of Ahab, and Ahab was supposed to kill him and to stop this ungodliness, and it didn't happen. So this is the second time that God had commanded Benadad to be taken out of the way, and it didn't happen. God's will does not automatically come to pass. He flows through people. And I know that this doesn't fit your theology, and yet this is straight out of the Bible. You go read it, 1 Kings chapter 20. And I guarantee you, you will see that there are things that God wills that don't happen because people don't obey Him. You can't just sit there and say, well, I check out, I quit. Your life affects so many other people. And you can see this over in 1 Kings chapter 21. Here's the story about a man named Naboth. And Naboth had a vineyard. It was a beautiful vineyard, and it was right next to Ahab's palace. So Ahab went down and talked to him and says, I'll buy this vineyard from you. And Naboth said, no, you can't buy this vineyard. This is my family inheritance, my father, my father's father, my grandfather. All of these people have had it, and I'm not selling this. This is staying in the family. And look at this. This will give you an insight into Ahab, what, what a mess he was. So here in the third verse, it says, And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give thee the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. And this is 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 4. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him, for he said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would eat no bread. Here's the king pouting because he didn't get the vineyard that he wanted that he could see from his palace wall. And so here he is laying on his bed, sucking his thumb, pouting <laughs> something else. And in verse 5 it says, And Jezebel his wife came to him and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? And he said unto her, Because I spake unto Naboth the Jezreelite, and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. And Jezebel his wife said unto him, Dost thou not govern? Dost thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat, and let thy heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. 
That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The fifth audio teaching in today's series is titled Elijah's Translation. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this fifth CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934, or call 719-635-1111. Again, that's 719-635-1111, or go to our website at any hour. You can use credit card to order any of our ministry materials online 24 hours a day at www.awmi.net. Also, be sure to check out the TV broadcast link to find out about the Gospel Truth TV program in your area. We hope to hear from you today. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Gospel Truth Radio is changing to Andrew Womack Recorded Live. Starting in November, you'll now hear the full teaching once a week. Don't forget to tune in 